He ain't black, and his picture never saved a horse fly. Neither did any mass mailing of send this to 50 people, and blessings will come raining in. That ain't how it works. Get off social media and get in the word if you want to know him. So what's the key? Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be given to you. You see, I sought for years, but I sought the wrong thing. I sought the car, never knowing I needed a key. Are we seeking what God can do for us, what he can give us? Are we seeking just his hand, or are we seeking to know God? Are we seeking to know every facet of his face? Are we seeking to be his son and his daughter? Or are we just looking to be a user? So let me ask you this. Pastor's going to be gone for 14 days, right? So on Friday, what is it, 19th, I think? Friday the 19th at 9.55, you will find Jadida at Charlotte Douglas International Airport. We will probably be there knowing us at 9 o'clock because even though the plane never gets there early, we are going to be eager to see our husbands. But let's say we just get there. Pastor comes down the escalator, and I'm standing there, and I go running. And right when I get to him, I'm like, what'd you bring me? I didn't give him a big old hug. There wasn't a, hey, baby, I missed you so much. There wasn't a kiss. Jade is going to look and go, what a selfish jerk she is. And yet we do that daily with God. We go days, weeks, months even without really speaking to him. You see so many people, they'll even check their box of Sunday of showing up in church, but they don't speak to them while they're here. They don't speak to them throughout the week. What happens is a bill comes unexpectedly. Or somebody says or does something. And then it's, oh God, I need you. Fix it. Make it go away. But never once going and sitting. Sitting at the altar. Y'all, most days of the week from what, 9 to 12, there is usually somebody here. This altar is always open. But what if we just get on our knees in the bedroom? What if we go hide out in the bathroom stall at work and we just say, Lord, I don't need anything. I've just missed you. I just wanted a moment to praise you. I just wanted to tell you I love you. I just wanted to take a moment to just sit and fellowship. And sometimes fellowship is sitting down and shutting up. Because sometimes Diddy just wants to say, you're wonderful. I love you. I'm pleased with you. 
what a difference that would make. Which of us don't want to hear God say, well done, good and faithful servant? We don't have to wait till we get to heaven to hear that. He'll tell us that when we go deeper, when we fellowship with him, when we serve him, make him first. Are we seeking success or are we seeking to successfully advance the kingdom of God? Which is more important? Because I ask this, if you're seeking the stuff, will it last? He says, seek me first and all things will be added. You see, we pray for the fire of God that pastor's been preaching on, but it's going to start with an unquenchable hunger for the things of God. Matthew 5, 6 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. We've got to hunger for God like Abigail hungers for tacos and Rachel hungers for macarons. And I'm telling y'all, they've tasted them many times because once they tasted them oh mommy these are so good I need more baby you just had some yes but this macaron is a different color and that macaron is a different flavor and this macaron came from a different store so it may be a different recipe and shouldn't we try them all and but mama I haven't had a taco in 26 hours and 42 minutes I'm gonna die if I don't have the nourishment of that taco the struggle they believe <laughs> we've got to hunger for God like that we've got to hunger for him so much that we say, Lord, if it's a part of you, I want to know it. Y'all, I hunger to know my kids like this. I hunger to know my spouse like this. You know, they're constantly changing because they're growing and they're advancing and they're learning and they're becoming new people before our eyes. And so daily, I spend time. Every morning, I take EO to school. And I'm like, how was your day yesterday? What went on? She thinks I'm making idle chit-chat. I'm wanting to hear input. What's happening in your life? What's influencing you? What are the things you're dealing with? What are the things that are shaping you? What are the things you like? What are the things that you no longer like? Why are you the way that you are? Who are you becoming? I hunger to know my child because she's a part of me. And yet, we're a part of him. Should we hunger to know him that way? Shouldn't we hunger to know every fiber of who he is, every facet of him that is so magnanimous? We've got to go deeper. You know, I think about when I was putting this together, I was thinking about, like with Justin, he rides bikes. Well, if he never took the training wheels off of him, he never would have been a competitor. He never would have won awards, won races, stuff like that. But he got to a certain level, and then he pulled the training wheels off, and he became phenomenal. 
I think of Mr. Stephen. We always joke around, if you need to know anything about chemistry, if you have a stain on your shirt, you need to call Mr. Stephen because he's the chemistry man. But what happens if he never went deeper than bacon soda and vinegar in his school volcano? He wouldn't have been able to get the stain out of my pretty little New York sweater that Pastor got me, and two hours later, I dropped the pizza grease on. He went deeper in his knowledge. Because he went deeper in his knowledge, he was able to be a blessing to others. He was able to learn more, to know more, to grow. We've got to hunger for God like that. We've got to thirst for him. What happens? We get, you know, lovely water bottles out here. What happens if you drink a water bottle on Sunday morning today? Then you say, well, I'll see y'all next Sunday. Just leave that water bottle there. I'll get it next Sunday, and I'll have some water again next Sunday. You won't make it back to next Sunday because you have to have water. What is it, three days you can go without water before you die? So many of us are walking dead because we're going without the living water. Psalm 63, 1 says, oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. This means we got to get up early. This was a revelation to me one day. Oh Lord, this was a competition for me, my bed. But I found it in the word. He said, early, Nicole has to seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you in a dry and thirsty land with no water. We have to thirst for him the way we thirst for adventure, the way we thirst for the next thrill, the way we thirst to not live a mundane life, the way we thirst for peace, security, or love. Because when we thirst for him and we take him in, just like that water nourishes every fiber of our physical body, he nourishes every fiber of our lives. I'm telling you now, if you've never had an adventure or a thrill with God, go deeper. You don't yet know him well enough. And let that be exciting to you. Don't let that be condemnation. Let that go in your big old head, swirl around and go, you mean there's more? Let God nourish you more than money. If you think money is more powerful and more providing than God, go deeper. Be willing to go deeper doing the right things for long periods of time. Most of you have probably heard where pastor talks about the Aldridge's. They were given, they were tithing for a year, not really seeing much of a difference, but they were determined They came together in unity, and they said, I know what the word says, and I'm not going to be moved. I'm going to continue doing the right thing for a long period of time. And at the end of a year, stuff just started clicking. It just started manifesting and working. Why? Because they chose to go deeper in his word and not be moved because they knew who their source was. We've got to go deeper. Everything you need is already provided. This is where 
Just a few of the counseling stories. Somebody needing clothes for their babies. I don't have enough money. I've got kids that need clothes. I'm doing everything I can to make ends meet. Come for a few weeks. Start to see a little bit of hope and joy. They think they've got life all together. And then peace out. Life seems so much better. I got what I needed. Thank you. Meanwhile, not knowing in the trunk of somebody's car for weeks was two full-size large garbage bags full of clothes, some of them with the tags still on them, that would have fit two of their kids. A few weeks later, they're posting, why is life so hard? Screw the world. Screw God. Everything sucks. Just venomous. Junk pouring out of their mouth, wanting to blame the world. Meanwhile, their answer was at the tip of their fingers. Other people wanting wisdom, needing that wisdom. But snoozing 12 too many times. I'm just too tired to go. I can't do it. And I asked one person, and this was revelatory to them, and thank God they grabbed a hold of it. I said, what happens if baby girl cries? Oh, I'm up. I'm up. She needs me. Don't you need God more than she needs you to pat her little butt while she goes back to sleep? Doesn't she need you to have God so you can pray over her when she gets the sniffles? Doesn't your husband need you to stop snoozing so y'all can get to church and he can get the word that sets him free? You see, everything we need is at the tips of our fingers. We've just got to be willing to step past the comfort zone that we see and go deeper. So much of who we are is lying dormant in the foundation of our spirits because we haven't been willing to go deeper. We've got to look at ourselves. We've got to look at our spouses, look at our kids, look at those pesky co-workers, those annoying family members, and we've got to look deeper. We've got to choose to see God within them. We've got to choose to see God within us. But we stop because of what we think we see. It's like the green grass analogy. The grass is always greener on the other side. Y'all, I'm telling you now, half that grass is fake. Don't live your life because of the way Susie Q lives her life. Oh, that's got to be the best woman of God I've ever seen. She's got scriptures posted all over that office wall. Everybody comes to her. and She's just so sweet. Bless your heart. Y'all, that woman couldn't bless the biscuits her mother-in-law made. She don't know the word past the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And she thinks it's a funeral scripture. Fake. You need the grass 
that has been nourished. You need the grass that someone took the time to invest in, to water it, to nourish it with, with food for you, the word of God. You need the grass that has been invested in. And here was revelation for me at the time. I'm worth the investment. You are worth the investment. So many of us don't believe that the purifying fire of God is obtainable because we don't feel worth it. I did not feel worth it. But I didn't know my value. You don't know your value because you don't know who is within you. So what do we do? How do we get it? Pray that God would help you live the Luke 10, 27. That you love him with your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then surrender. And this is where so many of us go, I can pray, but (laughs) surrendering? No. This is my life. I'm going to live my life the way I want to live. Because at the end of the day, if I don't do what I want, what makes me happy, what I want to do, what? (sighs) But our lives are not our own. We've been bought with a price. And here's the question for you. How's it been working out for you so far? Every other day is an emotional roller coaster. You're on top of the world today. You suck tomorrow. Your marriage is hanging by a thread. The kids, Lord help. They've seen you chase after your own feelings and your own desires long enough that they think they can live life chasing after their own feelings and their own desires. So obedience is a joke. Finances? Red don't even begin to describe the maroon of how deep in the hole we were. I was living my life the way I wanted to live it. On rock bottom, miserable. But I had to realize that my life is not my own. We have to remember Galatians 2.20. I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Psalm 27.4. One thing I have asked from God that I will seek after, for me to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to see the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. And then again, Matthew 6, 33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things will be added to you. We want the all things, but we've got to do the seeking. And when I looked up seeking or to seek in the original Webster's Dictionary, it said to inquire for, to ask for, to solicit, to endeavor to find or gain by any means necessary. And for most of us, any means necessary means getting out of our own way. 
The problem is we've been seeking after the fruit instead of the tree. But most all the fruit we see, it's been dyed and covered in wax, or it's pretty on the outside and rotten on the inside. But you are called to have a fruit on a tree with roots so deep that when the storms rage, you're planted firmly like Chick-fil-A. You can't be moved. You only continue advancing. You only continue growing. And people seek after you. Because no matter how the world changes and how the world rages on, there's one solid in their lives, and that's the man or woman of God that has stood long enough and chosen to go deeper, that they are constantly having fruit, juicy, sweet fruit. They're never moved. They're never shaken. They are always there. This is you. This is who you're called to be. This is within you. And it's really just a decision. Y'all, here's the benefits. Look, he wants to give us the desires of our heart. Jeremiah 29, 13. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Matthew 7, 7. Seek and you will find. Psalms 27, 7. Seek my face. Deuteronomy 4.29, seek the Lord and you will find him. Psalm 9, 9 and 10, for you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Psalm 34.10, those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. 11, 6 and 7, he rewards those who seek him. You want to win? Seek. There's more, several more. But until we seek, we'll be shallowly filled and we'll soon dry up. I'm going to close with this. Listen to this scripture. Luke 5, verses 1 through 6. As the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats beside the lake. But the fishermen had gone out of them, were washing their tents, and were washing their nets. I'm sorry. He entered one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to thrust it out a little from the land. Then he sat down, and he taught the people from the boat. When he finished speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Jesus told him, Go deeper. And I looked up the word catch in the original, and it meant haul. Paul's not like, catch the ball. Paul's like, beep, beep, beep. There's going to be so much, you better watch out because it's coming. Simon answered him, Master, I've worked all night and I ain't caught nothing. But it's your word. I'll let down the net. You know, many of us just want to complain about how hard we're working, how real the struggle is. Kaka. We want our wine. Struggle is real. Struggle is only real because you ain't shut up long enough to say yes. How do I know that? Because it was me. Because God told me, sit down and shut up. When I told him, did it, the struggle is real. Baby, shh, sit down. 
need you to shut up. When they had done this, when I sat down and shut up, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was tearing. So they signaled to their partners, too much. It's Malachi 3. So much, you won't have room to take it in. They signaled to their partners in the boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. Simon's one act of obedience blessed him so much that he overflowed the next person so much that they were sinking. Abundance. One man's obedience blessed many. What can your obedience do? struggle isn't real, y'all. The answers are here. One word, one word can change everything. Your word is go deeper. One act of obedience can make all the difference. You see, God is merciful, but we're not going to get the deep treasures when we stand in the shallow water of disobedience. Deuteronomy 28, 2 says, And all these blessings will come on you and overtake you if you listen to the voice of your Lord. Y'all, I'm thinking it's going to take a whole lot to overtake me. Yet my God just promised it. Psalm 14, 2. The Lord looks down from heaven on all mankind to see if there are any who understand, any who will seek God. Will that be you? You see, I put this together, and I preach so rarely. I like the enthusiastic messages. I like the ones that have you laughing, that have you engaged. And I knew this was not going to be one of them. (laughs) This is one of them where it's steak. You're going to have to take the knife and you're going to have to cut off a little piece and chew it. And it would really be good to take your notes and meditate on them or go back and re-listen to the message. Because here's the thing. It may be an unenthusiastic message, but it's a message that set me free. It's a message that will set you free. You may not walk out laughing, but if you walk out free... I don't care if you ever laughed once. My job as a shepherd is to guide you in the way you should go. My job as a shepherd is to lovingly pull you in when you're heading to the cliff that looks so great. It has the best. It has the name brand. It looks wonderful. And right as you're taking that bite of delicious name brandedness, meeting and matching the Joneses and having all the finances, you fall. I had fallen. I was living a life of death. I don't want that for y'all. So much of my counseling here lately has been referencing Matthew 6, 33. 
you already have everything you need. Your spouse is wonderful. Pastor, you don't know how jacked up they are. Honey, you are too. Unless Jesus looks and sees his reflection in you, you got work to do. So do they. But, but Pastor, you don't know my finances. No, but I know what his word says. His word says if you don't work, you don't eat. And sometimes all the work we need to do is getting on our knees and getting in his word. You want a meal that sets you free? Get into the word. We want to wear the WWJD bracelets. Oh, what would Jesus do? I'm so holy. What would Jesus do? And are you going to do it? He took a day of rest. Will you do it? Will you take this day and meditate on your king? Will you take this day and love on him? Are you going to go home and mow the yard? Are you going to go home and scrub the windows? Your ass isn't in a ditch. Them windows can be dirty. The laundry will still be there tomorrow. The customers will come on Monday. You want the blessing of a Chick-fil-A? Be willing to do what Jesus said to do. But pastor, you don't know how unruly my kids are. They won't listen. Why should they? They have seen you disobey God for their whole life. How about they start coming out of their bedroom and they see mama and daddy hand in hand in prayer? How about instead of turning on the TV, they see mama and daddy breaking a move and dancing and praising, willing to be silly and look foolish before God, but having a blast as they praise their king instead of sitting and staring at a boob tube. Or how about they find pastors and parents and friends who are willing to do what needs to be done? Youth, this message doesn't exclude you. You may be 12, 14, 17 today, but tomorrow you're going to blink and you're going to be 28. A card-carrying voter. Voting in the men and women that make the rules and the laws of this country, are you going to stand for the word of God? It starts today by standing in your schools, by standing in your household. I've told my girls, and I'll tell Luke, I've, well, I've told Luke, but in five-year-old terms, if you see me doing anything that you think may not line up with the word, I want you to come ask me. If you see me doing something but Holy Spirit tells you maybe I should be doing something different, I want you to come tell me because Holy Spirit speaks to them. That there's a reason he said come as a child. But we've got to be willing to look like Jesus in our homes, to look like Jesus in our schools, even if it means behind our back. Talk about me behind your back. Go home and tell everybody this message was boring. I don't care. Because if just one of you gets free, if just one of you says, you know what? I have been living my own life and it stinks. 
I'm going deeper. Then all the whispers are worth it. Because that person and their family and the generations to come may be the next Billy Grahams. The next Joyce Myers. The next Heidi Bakers. If we want to see this world change, it's going to start right here, right now. So I read this to you again. Psalm 14, 2. The Lord looks down from heaven on all mankind, young and old, men and women, black and white, minister or not, janitor or bank president, to see if there are any who understand, any who seek God. Will that be you today? The decision is yours. Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you that while this may not have been a fun message, Lord, I thank you that it is a life-saving message, a life-changing message. Father, some of us haven't been drinking from the living water of who you are, or we've tasted and then stopped. But Lord, today we hunger and we thirst for you. Lord, we want to want the fire of God. And some of us, Lord, don't even want it yet, but we want to want it. So, Lord, we come in humility and say, help us. Help us to live Luke 10, 27. Help us to love you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Lord, help us to walk in obedience because there's no good thing except for from you. So even the obedience To follow you comes from you. But you, Lord, you tell us all we have to do is seek and we will find. So right now we seek you. If there are any here with your head bowed, eyes closed, if there are any here that needs to make that decision, that when God says he is looking for those who will obey. He is looking for those who will seek me. If you were choosing to say, here I am, Lord, I will seek you. Raise your hand. I see that. I see that. Thank you. I see that. Keep them raised. I want to pray for you. Amen. Amen. Everybody pray this with me. Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. You died for my sins, and on the third day, you arose, and I rose with you. Today, I make you my Savior, and I make you my Lord. Today, I make you the director of my life. You call the shots, and I will obey. In Jesus' name, I give you my life. Amen. Amen. Y'all, it's a new day. I don't care what you did this morning. I don't care what you thought 30 minutes into the message. God loves you. He has said you are worth it. You are worth it all. He just wants you to go deeper. Because all he wants is you.
He just wants you. All of you. He wants your home. He wants your family. He wants your heart. He wants the food you eat, the fun you have, because he knows that if he's in it all, you're walking in all the blessing. If he's in it all, you'll never want again. So the decision is yours. Don't drink the water today and don't have more until next Sunday. Take him in. Live a life of drinking him. Live a life of walking down the street and you're just humming his praises. Walk down the street and you're praying in the spirit because it's who you are. You don't know how to be any less. I guarantee as you go deeper in him, you'll find a whole new world open up. Pastor and I went scuba diving on our honeymoon. I had no clue the beauty of the depths of the ocean. I'm talking colors I haven't seen on land. Gorgeous. So gorgeous. And it's just scratching the surface of what God has for you. As we go deeper in him, we're going to see our lives get more beautiful than we ever thought possible.